welcome to the Illinois Realtors Weekly Podcast, keeping you up to date with all the latest news in the realtor world. I'm Jeremy, and today I am joined by the manager of state governmental affairs, Mr. Jim Clayton. I am so happy to have you on here because not only do you and I have just a ton of fun when we're on there, but uh, of course, the state government affairs team for Illinois Realtors, I think, is just one of the premier teams uh, anywhere in this state. Um, You guys do amazing work, and of course, it has been a year uh, when it comes to government affairs, um, and we are not quite done yet. We have the veto session, and uh, we're going to talk about that here, and we're also going to talk a little bit about the 2023 legislative agenda coming up. Um, But um, before we get into the legislative agenda, let's talk a little bit about the veto session. So maybe somebody out there doesn't actually know what the veto session is, so why don't you tell them what that is and what our role is in that? Uh, Veto session is, per our Constitution, every two years of the General Assembly, um, the governor has a chance to veto any of those bills that became public acts before they're signed into law, gotcha. before they become their January 1st, 2023 is when this gets implemented. This becomes law by our constitution. We have the right to veto those bills or the governor has the right to veto those bills that came from that spring session mm. that would be coming into law okay. in next year. And so if he would veto, would there be like some kind of like curing thing that can happen in this uh, session oh, yeah. or is it just like yes or yes or no from his end? Well, if, if he veto, vetoes it in this session, they can do an amendatory veto where they where they amend a bill um, after it's been vetoed to right. you know, counteract <laughs> or to fix some issues. But um, what you would normally see if something's be, been vetoed, it's reintroduced next year as the same bill, but right. under a different bill number, and <laughs> probably the same sponsor. But No, we uh, swear it's different, guys. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, this year we were fortunate in that the... Really, the focus of veto was on other things because the governor had no bills to veto. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Works out nicely. So right. um, when it does come to the veto session, like what are we concentrating on then, uh, so to speak? Um, like I said, the bills that passed in those amendatory vetoes, during veto session, they're going you know, a bill that's in a stage of maybe through a second committee or, or has gone through the legislative process where it's in a position that it only needs, you know, you need normally three legislative days to pass a bill. Right. So just by all the different steps it has to go through. So in veto, you're really looking for bills that are in that position that they can go, that they can attach an amendment to. Mm. And that amendment becomes a new bill or changes something entirely in the bill. Right. And then that can be passed in the three days that happened the week before Thanksgiving, (laughs) this year, and the week that happened after After Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Um, So you kind of just are really looking for all the legislative reports, whether it's amendments, whether it's, (laughs) you know, striking something in their bill or or anything like that where something's going to change and something that's already been either voted on or in a position to be voted on very quickly. Right, right. You have to just really pay attention to those reports. But uh, as you mentioned, uh, we began the podcast with the premier – team yes um we normally hear of those movements before they're filed because of greg st alban and, and betsy mitchell and Got the their reputations yep. over there <laughs> and uh, how respected they are i mean they're two of the best of all time so mm-hmm. um, a lot of people will come to them first before um <laughs> uh, before the members are filed. but at the same time you know there there's inadvertent consequences all the time of thinking you're doing the right thing or having a good uh idea in your mind and, mm-hmm. and you go and you make a an amendment to a current bill or one that's close to being uh, like I said, voted on, and you don't realize what it might do, right. or changing that in the, as current code might affect this. Yeah, and so you you really are more of a watchdog during during veto session. Okay, so that's where we're yeah we're looking for things that might change that would have dire maybe not dire but have consequence on what yes. something yes. you know actually if it affects the real estate industry, private property rights, homeownership rights. 
Yes, we are going to <laughs> to act on it. Yeah, exactly. And that is, again, just what our government affairs team does. They are always on the lookout. You guys read, like, every piece of paper that comes from that Capitol, and it's insane. Uh, you would be amazed. I, I know uh, I just mentioned it, but w- what Greg St. Alban does at the beginning of a, of a new General Assembly or a new session year when bills are introduced, and <laughs> uh, I think he locks himself in a room for three days and reads Oh, thousands yeah. and thousands of bills. Doesn't so, sleep, you no, know. No, <laughs> it's incredible. It really just is. Just brings so, like a whole case of there, water in there with him. There isn't a bill that's introduced at any time, whether it's the beginning of the session or during session or before a deadline, that one person on our government affairs teams has not read through it. Right. As far as at least a synopsis to get a general understanding of what the bill, you know, is per, is pertaining to. Um, mm. You know, if it's something that's completely out of our genre or care yeah <laughs> uh yeah obviously you can kind of slide that one to the side so i don't have to worry about that but mm-hmm. like we mentioned you also kind of do mm-hmm. you have to keep a monitor on it but just because that bill could become what's a trailer bill or a shell bill mm-hmm. where that bill number and it says you know tech bill dealing with 5g wireless towers mm-hmm. um and in two months right before the deadline it all of a sudden could be rent control Right. <laughs> so um, this you, is how government works sometimes, sometimes. people. <laughs> so you don't want to, like I said, completely discard them, every bill. You know, some, obviously, when they pass or you hear that that's not going anywhere or something like that, you know, mm-hmm. you can kind of put them aside. But at the same time, you're constantly reviewing or watching or monitoring or negotiating. Uh, yeah. You know, at times, hundreds of bills. Yeah, so. absolutely. And that's why y'all are the best, <laughs> in my humble opinion. Um, so, okay, so it sounds like we've got a pretty good handle on the veto session that's happening yeah, here. Yeah, we, um, we really didn't have anything directly negative right. that we were going to have to fight. We, we didn't think, obviously, like I said, you have to keep a lookout. But uh, one thing that we did work on during the spring that came back during veto and, and, and was finally voted on was um, having a task force to deal with money laundering and any investments in real estate tied to Russia. Okay. Um, it was put forward by Representative Lindsay LaPointe. And last year in the spring, we negotiated with her and, and uh, went to the table with her when she first brought this bill forward to get uh, representation of um, the realtor representation on that task force as yeah. well. Um, and that was a, um, a good thing for us. And, you know, it, it does, the bill does a lot of other things. Like I said, there's <laughs> parts you have to pay attention to, but the main focus of it is to look into any you know, fraudulent um, investments that have to do with Russia and real estate. Mm-hmm. And, you know, having our members there, whether having a seat at the table or a representation from our association there, mm-hmm. is obviously going to help them and, and help understand our our business. Oh, yeah. Come up with a new regulation out of that task force that has to deal with something we don't like. So, yeah. Being on the task force is, is always better than not. Yeah, so. and that's always like I find you are constantly wrestling with how to help the most amount of people while hurting the least amount of people. Well, and right? that's uh, you know really the the process and the kind of how we we operate. Um, it's just our mantra. It's our way of um, they know over there of going through the legislative process with the realtors. I mean, it's it's something that Greg St. Alban has put in place for thirty five years now that mm-hmm. we're not going to ever outright just try to kill your bill. Right. Um, right off the bat, we're going to work with you to see what your overall goal is and if we can get to a compromise. If we can get to a middle where you still get your goal, but it doesn't have those inadvertent consequences, and that's majority of the time. Usually, majority of the time, it's, it's we're able to come to a compromise and 
Uh, we don't have to be out there just opposing every single bill. So. Right. Well, and I think that is just a very unique approach to everything. A lot of advocacy groups are just well, kill, kill, kill all the and time. If you, you know? And if you think about it, it's a lot like our membership mm-hmm. because, you know, there's a person on the sales side, there's a person, you know, uh, and on the purchase side. Yeah. And, you know, there's two representations on, of the buyer and the seller. Yeah, you know, absolutely. By, by our members, and they got to come to a, you know, figurative table mm-hmm. and negotiate and compromise and come to an agreement. So that's why I say realtors make the best legislators. They do. I think you're right. Always it's got all compromise. about negotiation. Yeah. 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 Um, all right. Well, that's uh, the veto session there. Um, but of course, 2023 is coming up. New laws are coming on to the books. Uh, we actually just did a podcast with Betsy about the new smoke alarm law coming in. Um, but uh, there's a lot of stuff that's potentially on the table here for 2023. Um, as you've just heard, everyone, they have it well under control. But what is uh, what is for the now. things that... Yes, for now. <laughs> but what are the things we're looking at for the uh, 2023 legislative uh, agenda? Uh, you know... We, we were able to maintain a lot of relationships um, moving into a new, completely different General yeah. Assembly. As people remember, every single legislative seat was up, both in the House and the Senate. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we're going to have 20 new legislators, maybe. I think it might be 21. Yeah, um, I think 21, 21 in, the in the House. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the, the one new Republican and, and Democrats picked up five seats. So mm-hmm. what it was, uh, you know, 74 uh, <laughs> 44 majority uh-huh. now is, you know, a 78 40. Yeah. I mean, it's, and so, uh, but, you know, with the super majority, that not much will change. It's just, you know, having to build some new relationships. And mm-hmm. we're excited to do that because, you know, we, we yeah. like to get to know everybody over there. And, you know, in the Senate, didn't change much. You know, there's only about seven new members. Mm. Um, one of the new Republican members was actually a member of the House in the last two. Okay, so the last general assembly. So you, you know, and but new leadership has changed on the Republican side as well. So that's right. going to be you know a little different. Um, longtime friend of ours and, and a close friend of ours, leader Jim Durkin, who has led the um, House Minority, uh, been the House Minority leader for I think ten years. Yeah, a long time. <laughs> uh, you know, he's not going to resume that. But um, moving into that position in January will be realtor member. Uh, Representative Tony McCombie. Look at that. So, yes. So, so we're excited for her and uh, excited for that new leadership on that side. Um, yeah. And in the Senate, same thing, longtime minority leader uh, Dan McConkey mm-hmm. um, is not going to uh, remain in, in that position. And Senator John Curran, who also a longtime friend of ours, yeah. will be moving. So um, honestly, there's new players. Um, there's new some new legislators in both chambers. But for the makeup, as far as majority and as far as the leadership positions um, in the Democratic side, it's still Speaker Welch and President yeah. Harmon, who <laughs> we love and had know, long relationships with. Well, yeah. Absolutely. So um, in the Republican side, you know, things have changed, but the relationships are just as strong. Yeah. Um, so like I said, it's really getting to know the new legislators and trying to build some trust and some relationship with them. Um, but as far as legislation, I mm-hmm. mean, we could see anything from electric vehicle charging act which mandates yeah. chargers be put into new development rent control is always going to be always going to be there <laughs> i don't think we can do a legislative podcast it's like uh, it's like jason talk- Voorhees. it's never <laughs> going away <laughs> and not bring up rent control i mean that's just gonna happen it's yeah. been you know and i think that with the makeup of uh this general assembly you know it will be you know we saw it get through committee for the first time ever it wasn't discussed on the house floor but we saw it get through the house housing committee it did yeah um and I would think that, you know, that's probably not going to go away, and that momentum is still going to be there a little bit. Is we just got to make sure that um, we really get our message out there how this is not going to help what we need right now. Yeah. Um, so that issue, 
obviously. Obviously. But, <laughs> um, a lot of vacancy and uh, issues and, and property tax issues we'll see. You know, there yeah. was some property tax uh, initiatives that were and bills that were passed in the last General Assembly that we had some issues with and pointed those issues out. Mm-hmm. Um, and a year later, those issues are coming true. Yeah. <laughs> so I think there will be some property tax things that we're really going to have to focus on because a lot of um, counties are, are really cha- able to change their, their levy amount and, and really change their base amount of revenue they need yeah. um, through legislation recently. So it's really boosting property taxes in some areas. So I mm-hmm. think um, some hard look at that will will be necessary this 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 spring. And, you know, I think that with the vacancy stuff, you know, that comes into getting property tax relief yeah. in some areas. Or some people will, you know, <laughs> say that they're getting relief when they, they're not vacant, you know. Mm-hmm. So there's always that issue. And there is no state statute or definition of vacancy. That's right. just applied throughout the state of Illinois. So you get a lot needs of... to be. <laughs> yes, there, there needs to be, uh, or there will be a lot of different initiatives thrown out there to deal with it. And one we see consistently and one that really uh, popped up last year on us and, and had a lot of momentum at first. And we were able to kind of get a coalition together and really highlight to the center that this isn't a problem as you think it is. Yeah. And that was the Vacancy Fraud Act. Yes. And we've heard that that will come back. And just to remind members, that is... Um, Holding, not actively trying to sell or lease property that you own that's considered vacant would be deemed as fraud, mm. and you would pay fines. Yeah, <laughs> in Cook County, so only which the bill originally was going to be applied throughout the state. The whole state, yeah. We pointed out that you know not every county assesses property the same way. Exactly. <laughs> Cook County does it a completely different way. Than the entire As state. they so, do most things, completely so, different. <laughs> so um, you know, it, it, once it was kind of narrowed down to Cook County, we were able to work with the assessor's office. Um, and try to highlight really what their, once again, what is their goal of this bill? Uh, once we got to that, we just, it, it never got to a point where we saw any language that would be necessary to address their problem. Mm-hmm. So, um, but that will probably be back and there'll probably be a new version of it or a different, you know, to see if we like that. So That's I'm anticipating always... that. I'm anticipating that. Rent control, a lot of electric vehicles, maybe some, hopefully some hydrogen bills. Yeah. Um, you know, alternative resources is what we're looking at, especially, um, and the need that we or the need we have for housing, mm-hmm. you know, let's not make more mandates and make it harder to develop and more regulations. Exactly. Let's, let's open it up and have a building boom that we need. Um, so and, and and you know we're always going to be on the lookout for for different housing bills with affordable housing, creative, you know, home building, whatever it is. We're always going to be looking at for for those bills and hopefully promote our ideas. You know. Yeah, so this is what I love, everyone. Like, we got a few weeks left of 2022, but these guys are already looking way into 2023. They know exactly what's coming here, and they are always going to be your voice there at the State House. Absolutely. And yeah. Well, and it's, it's the, our members honestly play such a pivotal role, not only yes. just our state legislative contacts, but, you know, we have such engaged members that I believe, and Greg could correct me if I'm wrong, if he was sitting here, I, he definitely would. <laughs> um, but. I believe that when we first heard of the vacancy fraud bill or a uh, group was going to be drafting a bill, it was from a member. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so. Um, they said, hey, this is what I heard. And then we were able to get a, you know in contact with our GADs in that area and said, can you find out if this is true? And then next thing you know, it's, hey, they're drafting a bill. Mm. And they, they were right. So I think that was the vacancy fraud act where a member was the first call to us before a bill was even introduced. Wow. Yeah. So. so Again, keep engaged, everyone. And, of course, there is a great way for you to keep engaged, right? If you're a member, you can sign up for the mobile party alerts, right? How can they do that, Jim? (laughs) All you got to do is text REALTOR to 30644. There you go. And and that's simple, and you'll receive our alerts. You'll receive some notifications. And uh, very rarely, um, but 
could possibly happen to a call for action as well. Yeah, and there actually is uh, on the Illinois Realtors uh, website and our Vimeo page a tutorial we did on this <laughs> on how easy it is to do these calls to action. Literally, we write the whole thing out for you. We f- get it to your email. All you got to do is sign your name and you make your voice heard. You know? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Not only do you make your voice heard, but the legislators over there, they, they know. They see. Uh, they see the emails <laughs> coming in and, uh, you know, Great. I think it was Greg or Betsy. I think it might have been Betsy Mitchell that once said that, you know, the best feeling in the world is when they say, okay, I got it. Yeah, we get it. We get it. (laughs) (laughs) Call them off, please. (laughs) Well, uh, Jimmy, this has been wonderful. Uh, Thank you for giving us that uh, look at the veto session and that look ahead into 2023. Absolutely. Um, And like I said, everyone, sign up for those mobile party alerts because they are invaluable and they make your voice heard, uh, just like our legislative affairs team, our government affairs team. So thank you again for coming on, Jimmy. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. All right, everyone. And thank you for listening to this latest episode. As always, give us a rating and a review on your podcast app of choice. And if you want any more from Illinois Realtors, simply search for Illinois Realtors on your favorite social media apps. We will see you next week. Mm-hmm.